my tribe. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Each Other Home. I am your host, Danny, and today we are talking with Azalea, who is a mushroom shaman. And if you know anything about my journey, you know that I have got a love for mushrooms uh, and also a very deep curiosity and interest in the shamanistic path. So with Azalea, we talk about her journey to becoming a shaman. Like, what was it like? When did she get the call? And what was the journey like even training with the grandmothers in Mexico? And so she lets us in on a little bit of her practices and some of her experiences uh, training. So it was very, um, you know, I was basically jumping through the screen at her. I couldn't wait to like know more and know everything about everything. Um, so I love this because we talk about her perspectives on plants, on medicine, on psychedelics, and the difference between drugs and medicine. And there is a huge difference. And then I think that speaks to respect and intentionality. So we speak about that. We also talk about the line between science and spirituality and how it is quite blurry. And, um, you know, some of the things that are coming up in science now that they're being able to prove, we feel on a spiritual level. So, you know, in this podcast episode, we go really deep and I encourage you to stick around for the whole thing because the, the vibration that Azalea holds is, is very special. And the teachings and the wisdom that she has and that she talks about is also very, very special. And through this episode, there is a little bit of, um, with our, our connection, you know, we are on technology, so we just have to give ourselves grace, but there are, there is a couple of moments where it's a little bit laggy, but it's, it fixes itself within like two or three seconds. So I encourage you to just really stick through to the end. She has got, she dropped some wisdom. She dropped some awesome nuggets that are really important just for life. Like not, if we're not talking about psychedelics or the shaman path or anything like that, some of the things that we talk about are very important in the way that we respect the land that we walk on and maybe the way that we respect each other's and the things that we do and the practices and ceremonies that we have in life. So thank you for watching. I hope you enjoy this episode. I so enjoyed talking with her and I will probably have her on again. In fact, I might even go sit with her. Um, yes, at the first chance that I get. So anyways, everybody, this is Azalea and thank you so much for your time and energy and I will see you on the next one. Okay, Azalea, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm just really excited to share and learn more about you as well. Oh, same. Likewise, likewise. So, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Well, first I have this burning question. Is Azalea your like, were you born with that name or did your teachers give that to you? No, I was actually born with that name and it is a flower. <laughs> I have two bushes in my yard and it, they're my favorite. I love oh. azaleas. <laughs> That's incredible because I often get um, questions about my name being related to like azalea banks or icky azalea. So I love when people actually know the flower of azalea, the bush really that's the only way that I know it actually. And now I know you and I'm like, God, I love her name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I do love my name a lot. I've thought, you know, it's hard for people to pronounce when they don't, they're not familiar with the word, but uh, my parents actually named me like, there's a whole story behind the name. Of course, just the flower in the bush is amazing. I love them. Um, also because they usually thrive in deserts. So they're very like independent. They grow really well on their own. Mm -hmm. 
And um, it's actually Hebrew. My parents are not Jewish or Hebrew or anything. They just really um, love the Bible. So they tried to find Hebrew names for us, for me and my sister. And um, it's Hebrew for jaw has spared, God has spared. And my parents, before having me, like they just, they were both um, involved in gangs and they grew up in LA. So it was a lot of like drug crime involved and they went through a lot. And it wasn't until they both split up, went to rehab, sobered up and got back together that they actually ended up getting pregnant. And they had been trying to get pregnant in all these years, but it wasn't until they got themselves together that they got pregnant with me. So they felt that I was spared by God, by the universe, all of this pain that I would have had to go through had I been born earlier. And that's what Azalea really means. I am so glad I asked. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your story. First of all, Um, and so you are training to be a mushroom shaman. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time in the making. Um, I would say I've only really been at it for like a year now Mm -hmm. specifically, but it's definitely been happening my entire life under the covers without me realizing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I'm kind of curious about that journey. Like if you don't mind telling me kind of how you got into it and then the little breadcrumbs that the universe was leaving you along the way to like, basically, like you were saying, it was kind of happening without you really knowing it. So I'm very curious about that journey and how you got into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess it really starts with the very first time I took mushrooms and it was just with a friend, you know, I, before this, I had suffered from a lot of really severe depression, anxiety. I was anorexic for a while. I even went into like an eating disorder center. Um, I had a lot of PTSD from a really specific traumatic event from my childhood. Mm -hmm. So I was in a really, really dark place and trying to crawl myself out of it without SSRIs, without medication. So I just did, you know, therapy for years. Like I mentioned, being at the eating disorder center, um, yoga, meditation, all of these wellness practices that we all know and love and help us get out of these dark spots. But um, I, I was still struggling for sure. It was mitigating the symptoms, but not really dealing with what was going on chemically up here. And obviously these deep trauma wounds. Mm. So I did some research. Like I, I heard about um, ayahuasca actually ayahuasca from who is now my partner now, Nicholas. And this was before we were even dating. Like it was so weird. And he didn't even talk about it much. He just mentioned it once or twice that I should look into it. And like, I never thought about it ever. It was just kind of a seed planted. (laughs) And then during this time, trying to crawl myself out of the darkness of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, I just started researching like, what the heck cures depression? Like, I know these SSRIs don't do much other than like you know, suffocate your feelings. Um, And there are just a lot of things out there that people are using to, again, help mitigate the symptoms, but there's no like cure. And I totally thought I was stuck with all of this for the rest of my life. And I, yeah, I looked into the ayahuasca um, and I found research about mushrooms as like a kind of jumping off point into plant medicine. So I reached out to a friend of mine who, um, She doesn't really, I mean, she uses mushrooms like in a very, very sacred way, but I don't think she understood like the medicine journey she was taking me on to at that time. She was just like, yeah, like let's do mushrooms in your house. Like I'll bring it. You're in a good spot right now. You're working in like yoga and 
you know, meditation, all these things. So Mm -hmm. I'm confident that you're going to have a good time. So I'm like, okay, fine. We set it up and we take the mushrooms. And of course, like I have these profound realizations about myself. Mm -hmm. I heal some pretty deep wounds and all of that, that beauty happens where you find that everything you're looking for is right here anyways, (laughs) right here with yourself. And, um, yeah, on that journey, on that day, I remember so specifically like my, I had just moved into my apartment. It wasn't furnished and I saw plants everywhere, like very, very vivid plants all over my room. And my friend was in my living room and I wanted to go to my room by myself. And I sat there by myself and the plants would start talking to me like very, very specifically, like these plants that weren't even there, but just were all over my walls. They started and um they would kind of wrap themselves around me and they were trying to like tell me really really profound truths about myself and about the universe but because I had no idea of you know the spirituality I embrace now I had no idea of the spirituality that comes with the plant medicine world I really just thought I was like going crazy I'm like oh this isn't real I just took shrooms like (laughs) not really understanding the medicine And um, then I actually met the spirit of ayahuasca on that trip. Hmm. And she, through these vines, told me that it's time to come see her. And it was just very, it was so real to me. And I had no way to describe it to my friend. And we had another friend there who didn't take, but was trip sitting us. Mm -hmm. I had no way to describe it to them because again, like I just, (laughs) I thought I was just tripping, you know, (laughs) I didn't realize it was real. And I tell them like, like these plants that are trying to talk to me, I don't know how to explain this. And they're like, I think you're fine. Found out all of this was real. Um, so yeah, I just, I took a lot of time to sit with that. And after the very first time, stuck in psychosis or anything like that I definitely was weeks later um can you hear me okay my connection just cut off for a second yeah it's a little bit it was a little bit laggy for a second but it seems to be okay now okay good just checking in um so yeah I I wasn't stuck in a psychosis I was definitely healed I was completely present with people Mm -hmm. but for weeks and months after that trip I would get like glimpses of what I would describe or what most people would describe as a trip. Like I would just be at a park and a tree would like start talking to me or my attention would be called by like a plant in a store. Like it was happening at random, random moments. And I was like, okay, you know, there's something going on because I'm not crazy. I'm very present. I'm still working my job. I'm still going to school. So I'm not stuck in anything, but obviously there's something going on. Um, and this is when I really took it seriously and booked ayahuasca and, uh, my partner and I, we would take mushroom trips together, sometimes alone, sometimes with friends to just join us on these journeys and to help make people feel comfortable around the medicine. Really like, Mm -hmm. you know, come to my house, we'll sit, we'll put some incense on whatever, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it, but the whole time that we were doing that, um, I was working with the mushrooms spiritually. And I had no idea, but the connection was so strong that, like I said, it's like, I'm not even taking mushrooms and I'm here. I'm present in that medicine space. 
Um, and between, yeah, between the time that I booked ayahuasca and actually going to drink ayahuasca, I would sometimes tell Nick, my partner, like, I, you know, I feel so strongly connected. I know this is my path. I don't know how to get there right now, but I, I know this is it. I know it the same way that I know I'm a girl, that I know I'm a human on this earth. Like just so, so, so much truth in these statements. Mm. And at the same time, because it felt so natural to me, I didn't really feel like I was doing anything. I'm like, I'm not really a shaman or a guide because like, I'm just doing, you know, I'm just doing what I'm here to do. This is like the same way that I'm breathing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we would have these profound experiences in mushroom ceremony. Like we would take them, we took one time with his mom in the backyard <sighs> and they're having a great time, like sharing conversation, really happy. But while this is all happening, like I'm all of a sudden having a direct line of communication with his ancestors and with his mom's ancestors <laughs> and I like just had no idea where it came from they approached me they're telling me things to tell them and I'm like what <laughs> I just I had no idea how I did it but these were the exact experiences where I'm like Nick you know I'm just doing I'm just doing and he's like no you're definitely having a stronger connection than a lot of us because while we're having a great time like you're talking to my dead grandmother or even my dead dog like I've met past pets of his so so many crazy experiences and really really beautiful so when we went to drink ayahuasca again just profound healing more truths about myself um ayahuasca was actually what really locked in the healing for the PTSD I was dealing with. Mm. And, um, at the same time, I, I mean, ayahuasca showed me the mushrooms are my medicine. She's like, yeah, I called you here. Cause you had to heal these things, but also I called you here. Cause it's time to work with the mushrooms. You know, it's time to step into that and you need to find a teacher. She did tell me that because what I was dealing with was this incredibly strong connection and no way to understand how to handle or navigate it in the real world. So that's what I needed the teacher for really was, um, you know, you learn from the plants and I'm sure you you lot from there are people that work with medicine that you learn directly. My teacher that helped me understand how to take these teachings from the plants and still walk a human life on this earth. That's huge. Yeah, I'm actually going to move my laptop because I, I think the connection's cutting out a little bit. Yeah. Can you still see me and hear me okay? Yep, I can. Yep. And I thank you for sharing that because that's lovely. And it's, it's beautiful how one plant told you about the other plant or just confirmed like, yes, this is your path. And now it's time for you to find your teacher and how teachers are so important, especially in anything really, like even being an athlete, having a coach is like imperative. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of relate that to a teacher. So how did you, how did you find your teacher? Oh, that's, that's a long story in itself too. Um, (laughs) I know these are just stories on top of stories on top of stories, but people need to um, know that you don't just wake up one day or you don't just do mushrooms one time and go, I'm going to be a guy. I'm going to be a shaman. Like this was a path for you that was sort of laid out. It seems like by the universe and it was very divinely orchestrated. It wasn't just like, cause a lot of people do that, right? They take one psychedelic mm-hmm. and then they think they're going to be a shide or uh, a shide, <laughs> a guide or a shaman. And, um, I like your stories because it, 
it, number one, it validates this path. And number two, it also shows that this doesn't just, you know, you know, just do one plant medicine and then you can lead everybody. It's definitely planned out for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so tedious. I mean, even to this day, as I am guiding experiences and helping people get on microdosing plans, I'm still learning and I will be forever. And it's detailed learning. It's not just like you said, you know, you don't just take the medicine and all of a sudden you're doing it. Like you might take the medicine and know that's very, very common. You take the medicine and you understand that as your truth, mm -hmm. but, um, you really need to learn <laughs> step-by-step step because I've also had, you know, what you really learn is like I said, walking this path mm -hmm. as a human and as a spiritual being, as we all are, but you also learn to develop and cultivate relationships with the, um, not only the mushrooms, but the spirits of the plants, the spirits of the lands. And of course they're, they're just so beautiful, right? Like they want to give, I see you like smiling and blushing and you feel it. Like they just, these spirits of the land and the plants they want to give, and they're so loving, but they are very, very strong. So you learn how to have a respectful relationship with them Thank you very much. so that they don't, yeah, they don't control you because they can, <laughs> they really can. And that goes with um, even addictions, right? Like addictions to marijuana, addictions, even to mushrooms once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's about having a um, respectful relationship with that plant because the more you give, the more that they'll take really. But, um, oh, that's what I wanted to say. So the step-by-step -step and how it all works out. I, I didn't elaborate on what was happening before I ever even took the mushrooms that really started making sense now. So I used to um, be a singer, dancer, actor in New York, and I just loved like sharing songs <laughs> and sharing art, really. I always felt that um, now I understand when I was working, I was in the same flow state that we access through these medicines, you know. Yes. Um, another thing that really stood out, too, for me later on, I actually spent years working with children that have special needs. And specifically working with children with autism. And I, I definitely had a way with them. I had done this for years. So it was partially accumulated experience, but also I could just kind of walk into a room and know exactly what a kid needed. And it was extremely, extremely intuitive. And I didn't recognize it until now, much later. Um, but it was just these things, like, especially when you have kids with autism, for example, it's a lot of sensory issues and a lot of these sensory issues will cause them to, um, I guess crash might be the right word, you know, have like a really intense meltdown and mm. need help out of that meltdown. And I had worked with kids that would have meltdowns, like almost continuously, and they would be working with multiple therapists, working obviously with their parents, with other teachers. And like the second that I stepped in the room, it was like, yeah. they were just calm down and remember the breath and remember these teachings that we're learning now. And then my job was just to hold their hand really the same way that I do now in these psychedelic experiences, mm. hold the hand, remember the breath and presence, being present with them, like changed a lot. And I, I had no idea, like all the parents of these kids, all of the therapists, they would be like, Azalea, like, what do you do differently than us? <laughs> what are you bringing to the room? Because we're also trying to help 
help them breathe and, you know, doing yoga or rapid movement therapy, all these things, but they only respond this way with you. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing, you know, <laughs> I'm just being, yeah. and now yeah. I, I understand that I was given these, um, not even given these traits, but given all these times to practice before even encountering the medicine to understand how to, um, you know, bring that energy into a room and how to help energy move through a room and how to transmute energy. All of these things I was doing under the scenes. Like I had no idea. Love it. And it's in like being right. Like I know you keep, but it's like your being and your vibration. When you walk into the room, you have a certain vibration and it's like maybe a very calming presence and that's what everybody's feeling. So it's just like, you're, that's kind of like your being my friend. And then when you go into a psychedelic experience, you come with your being and you don't really have to do much. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you could do stuff. You could light incense, you could do a dance or a song or something like that. Um, but it's your, what you hold in your vibration and all the wisdom in you that like everybody feels um, that's what I am feeling right now. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because it's still hard for me sometimes to step into that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like, um, I love, I love, love, love sharing this medicine. And honestly, like in a typical ceremony, I do do a lot of work. Um, you know, like you said, lighting the incense using the Palo Santo, we use copal smoke. It's like a Mayan copal smoke that, um, we use to cleanse. Obviously I have all the medicine songs that I've learned in my training. Like it's a whole thing. And even with all of that work that I do, sometimes I ask Nicholas, like he sits in my ceremonies once in a while. And I'll say like, did you feel anything? Like, am I actually working? Cause it feels so natural to me. And of course, again, like not only the being, but also this accumulated, like years of training, really, it feels so natural. So I'm like, am I doing something? And he said the other day, like, yes, but also like just you walking into the room makes a difference when we are under the medicine. Mm -hmm. So I, I needed to hear that. <laughs> and then you said singing and dancing. I was going to, so I like love to listen to all the Spanish medicine songs. And I don't really know Spanish, but I know all the words in these songs. And um, it just, it's so funny that you mentioned that you used to do singing and dancing in New York because it just would add to the experience, right? Like on the medicine, if you're able to sing some of these medicine songs, I mean, that's my favorite part of the journeys, no matter what plant medicine I'm doing um, is the songs. And now I just listen to them in my Jeep when I'm driving around and like, they just bring me such peace and truth and everything. So do you sing in your, in your, in your ceremonies? Yes, I do. I do. And um, it's funny you mentioned, you know, kind of integrating the performing artist with the medicine songs now too, because it's another thing that I'm like, I don't know why I loved singing my entire life. Like I had, um, my first words were actually a song. Like my parents never heard me say anything ever. And then one day I just started like singing, I think it was like a Barney song in the, my car seat. And my parents were like, what? <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I just always loved singing. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew mm -hmm. I was coming to New York to be a performing artist. Um, that's always been a huge, huge part of my being. And then um, one experience recently, actually with my teacher in Mexico, where it all made sense to me. Um, we were there. And when we're there in Mexico, I'll also share with you how I found her because I didn't answer that question before. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. When I went to the uh, ayahuasca to drink ayahuasca, the shamans there, I talked to them about what I was trying to do. 
And I talked to them about my experiences on the medicine and how they're telling me to now go back to the mushrooms. Um, so they connected me with a mushroom shaman that they knew in Mexico. So it was all beautiful. It all worked out. I drank ayahuasca for so many reasons, but that being one of them. And when we go to Mexico, we go to this like very, very sacred mountain and we go on a hike up to a sacred temple, which is pretty much like a hut with an altar. We have beds there and that's where we do mushroom ceremony. And um, I had really, really profound experiences this past time that I went. And the day before I left, she said on our last ceremony, I'm going to meet a 200 year old tree in ceremony. And I'm like, what? This sounds awesome. I love trees, but also like trees in the middle of a mushroom ceremony. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Because typically we do the ceremony in the temple to control energy, to learn really, but she was taking me out for this time. So she took me to meet this tree and it was in the middle of my experience. I'm like very much peaking really. And uh, we walked to the tree and I didn't know where this tree was. It was kind of hidden off on the trail, but I knew where it was. As soon as I stepped out of the temple, my feet knew where to walk. And it was very, very intuitive. Like this tree has been expecting me kind of experience. <laughs> so we go up to the tree and um, my teacher tells me to put my hands and my forehead kind of where my third eye is up on the tree and to just breathe with the tree. Ugh. Beautiful. And oh yeah, I loved it. It was so beautiful. I'm breathing, you know, the tree is offering me energy in which to work with into my body, into my spirit. It was extremely incredible. But um, the tree like asked me to sing for it. And I, it asked me to sing its song specifically. And I'm like, I don't know your song. Also, like there's no way a tree is talking to me. I've been on this medicine journey for like so long now, but even now trees talk to me and I'm like, you're actually talking to me right now. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and, um, it, it, the tree could tell that I was a little bit nervous. So it asked my teacher to step away and this is all happening like telepathically. And it asked my teacher to give us some space. And in that moment, like my teacher got the message and just walked away and gave us some space. So then, um, the tree's like, okay, now, that she's gone and you have some space. I want you to take a breath and trust me, you're gonna sing my song. And of course I think it's crazy, all this stuff. And finally I'm like, okay, fine. Let me just do it and trust you. So I take a big breath and out comes this like beautiful, beautiful Mazatec healing song. And I understand that it's for the medicine. I understand that it's, it's in the language of the tree and the language of mother earth and the land of Wautla. Wautla is the town we were in. And this entire song comes out of me that I had no idea I even had access to it within myself. And after I finished the song, I just let like a big sigh. And I understand why I had been wanting to sing my whole life, why I had been reaching for music for so many different reasons, but specifically and especially because I'm here to share the language of the earth. Jesus, that's beautiful. Like literally, I'm like, can't even stay in my body right now. That's just the prettiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, wow. And it's cool that you, I always find it fascinating that like mushrooms are part of the earth. It's an organic part of the earth. Like, so we eat the earth and we go experience the earth and we listen and learn from the earth so that we can tell the people 
about the earth. It's like, don't you see her? Don't you see Gaia and how beautiful she is and all of the stuff that she gives to us? Like, it, oh, so it's, it's really beautiful to hear your journey about it and how it kind of went full circle so that you can express the songs of the earth to the people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And actually what you're saying about the earth and about the mushrooms um, being part of the earth, there are so many different names for the mushrooms in the Mazateco language. Mm. Uh, one of them, I mean, onguitos, which means like little mushrooms in Spanish. And then we have los niños santos, which means the sacred children. And then um, I forget what the other one is specifically, but what it translates to is the cleaners of mother earth because they help you clean your body. They help clean your energy. And um, actually, this is really, really interesting. What I learned from my training there is that um, the Masateco lineage, they usually would only use mushrooms for physical illnesses. It actually wasn't until much later that they started using them for, you know, spiritual teachings. And usually it was like, if very specific people wanted to come learn, then they would have a spiritual experience. But it was for physical illnesses because they thought that physical illnesses were emotional blockages manifested. Yeah, I can still get behind that. Anyways, so say like you have flu, whatever. Yeah, then they would give somebody like literally one memory to have to have a crazy trip, but enough to clean to push out those emotions. <laughs> So it kind of cut up, cut, cut out a little bit, but from what I heard, I think you said they would, they wouldn't give them a crazy amount. They would just give them one or two grams, just enough to sort of clean the energy and the physical ailment and kind of get it out of there. Exactly. As what now too with modern research is if you give somebody a little bit of mushrooms over a period of time, like it's working on their serotonin system. It's working in a really, really natural way for their gut to process these mushrooms and to literally send signals up to the brain, not as a drug or as a substance, but as the natural chemicals that it finds within the body. So it is really interesting that they were using this, you know, they really understood the mind-body connection, of course. Yes, yes, of course they did. It's like, I love learning about the, the ancient the, the ways of the medicine, because they understood things that we're just now kind of starting to understand or like draw lines to with science, but intuitively mm-hmm. and from their teachers and from their wisdom, they already understood all of this. And they're like, come on, you guys catch up, like stop trying to explain it with all of this and that just feel it and just go for it. And it's right. There. Right. And that's like, what you're saying is things that they've learned from their wisdom, from their teachers. It all actually came from the earth. Like the way that we, I know it goes back full circle, but the way that um, I learn when I go there is all about Madre Tierra, Mother Earth, like over and over again. We have to Mother Earth for this. We need to get Mother Earth. You're not feeling well, go lay in the dirt and ask Mother Earth to help you. Like it's very, the idea that the earth God, the universe gave us these tools for very, very specific reasons. Use these tools to learn about ourselves and the people around us and our communities. So it's, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. It all comes full circle. And it is hilarious that we in the Western world are now just waking up to it. 
and still trying to prove it when it is all like it's here. It, I don't even think it's intuitive, right? Like it's just here, you know, you just have to open your third eye, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so, okay. So much goodness. My God, I am just like, you are speaking my language and I'm so excited to talk about all this stuff with you. Um, I don't even know where to say. Okay. So the respect <laughs> for the plant, something that I've learned through my medicine journeys and for take from taking the mushrooms in the wrong way and kind of getting my ass kicked a little bit was that there is totally a respectful way to do these plants. And it's not necessarily in a party setting, or it's like, if you're doing it in ceremony and you keep these plants sacred, they will help you and heal you. And if you do them too much, kind of out of ceremony or not with the right intentions, I mean, you really learn how to respect something. There was, um, I took them one time and I was kind of not in the right mindset. It was more so in a, like, let's just take this and kind of party. We were canoeing, kayaking, and I took too many. And cause I had taken some previously. And so I thought, oh, well, my tolerance is built up. So I should probably take a couple more. And then I did. And I was like, we had to stop kayaking and just lay there for a minute under the whatever. And then on the way back, I was feeling better. I could, you know, use my oar again and everything. And it was like, all of the trees were like looking down over me, like from Lion King, like Simba, you deliberately disobeyed me. <laughs> and I felt like I was like, and I'm like, okay, I felt my little ears go back. And I was like, heard, I heard the lesson. I got you. These are, and I was like, every time I take them, I'm like, learning like lessons, like big lessons. Mm -hmm. Like this is how you take them. This is what they're for. But then I've also gotten really great lessons where like I fast for three days and then take them on a full moon and like do all the things that make it sacred sort of. And this set and setting was right. So it's, I've had really um, contrasting experiences. Um, and so I would just love for you to talk a little bit about the respect of these plants. And this, this isn't just a drug to take, it's a medicine and it should be respected. Yeah. Yeah. I've had very similar experiences where I felt like I've gotten into trouble with the trees or with medicine. <laughs> it, it's interesting. And I think it is like, yeah, they're definitely, it's so hard to explain because they're not like, you know, condescending per se. They're obviously it's not like a bad thing, but I've definitely been in situations where like I might've done the wrong thing and the plants are just like, Oh, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> And, and what's interesting about it is it's like the plants, like the out, like the earth plants are mad at you, not just the mushroom, right. like the actual other plants are like, cause it's like all part of the same source. So they're all yes. speaking to you. Yeah. They're all like speaking again, mother earth's language, right? They're all just letting her energy flow through them and translating what she needs to say to you. And honestly, that's what I do really as like a medicine woman is I just allow, I'm just open. I just allow mother earth to work through me mm -hmm. and I communicate what she needs to say. That's it. So, um, <laughs> respecting the plants. Yeah. I think actually what's interesting with the mushrooms, they're such a personal medicine. They're so good at meeting people where they are. And there are so many different types of ways that you can take them in a sacred setting. Like I always tell people, there is no wrong way to take mushrooms, honestly. And if you do, I, I don't think people should take them at concerts or parties, mostly because you're open to a lot. When you take the mushrooms, you're 
open yourself to what you're surrounded by and face real life consequences like, you know, schizophrenia or psychotic breaks. And that is very specifically why I say that. With that said, like these times where you were taking it in your trip or at times that I've taken it in a place that I shouldn't have, these were lessons that I needed to learn. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I respect the place that trip had, even if it wasn't the most beautiful trip of my life. So yeah. And what you're saying about taking it with certain moons, like that is so specific that the mushrooms told you that because they don't tell everybody to take it the same way. Everybody needs to take it in a way that works for them. Um, but I think it's more about respecting, again, your relationship with the plant medicines, because when it's a two-way relationship, it's a give and a take, you know, mm -hmm. for example, when I do ceremonies, I have to give an offering to the land that I'm working on. You know, you offer me space to work. You're going to help me during this ceremony. I'm going to give you this cacao or fertilizer or whatever it is that that plant wants. And I, you know, when you work and you learn these things, you learn to cultivate that relationship and to open up a line of communication. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I give the plant something that it doesn't want. I give it to the plant. I do ceremony. And then in my dream that night, the plant comes to me and it's like, actually, I didn't want that. I wanted this. And I have to like, go give the plant something else. <laughs> so it's really like a relationship. And sometimes too, like if the plant asks for too much, you have to say no. I'm not going to give you all of that. You know, this is what we're doing. It's a, it's a negotiation. Um, you have to open up a negotiation with these plants because they will <laughs> not always, but there are some like, um, oh, what is the word? I don't know. Some plants that just want a lot. And you're just like, I'm not giving you all of that. Like I'm going to, we're having a relationship here. You know, I'm going to give you this. You're going to give me that. And they're like, okay, fine, fine, fine. And you come to a medium to a, con a conclusion really. So the same with the medicine really is like having that respect, um, the mushrooms, they, like I said, they're called Los Niños Santos, the sacred mm -hmm. children. And when you begin to work with them, they are like little kids. They're very fun. They meet you where you need to be, but they'll also take you on an adventure because they're just like, they're little kids. They, they will take you wherever they want to go. And especially with these plant medicines, like sometimes they take people places that people don't want to go. And I would argue that that's the universe telling you it's time to face this or whatever. There's so many different reasons for that, yeah. but sometimes people don't want to do it and they don't have to, but the mushrooms will take them there. So it's about like <laughs> having the respectful relationship with the mushrooms. Like, Hey, I don't want to go there right now, you know, maybe another day or maybe later, but like and th this is what you do during your trips, right? You open up a line of communication with yourself, with the earth, and especially with the medicine. So um, I, I would guess actually that this is a really interesting th theory that I'm still working on. Um, I don't think that the mushrooms or the earth or the plants are necessarily mad at you when you take them in a quote unquote bad setting. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say you take it at a concert, right? Mm -hmm. I think that if you take it at a concert and you eat the mushroom. It's frozen. Wait, hold that thought. <laughs> it's an injury. And like, we're going to pay 
did I freeze? Yeah. Yeah. You froze, but right at the beginning. So you said, okay, so if you take it at a concert and then it cut out, so. Oh no. Okay. Okay. If you take it at a concert and you don't open up the line of communication with the mushrooms and you don't, um, you know, set your intentions and all of that, then the mushrooms just show up and they're like, okay, we're ready to work. And then they look at the setting and they're like, oh, okay. We're around a bunch of people. Like we're just Mm going to do with this, what we can. Mm -hmm. And they take you on a journey there. So it's not even necessarily that the mushrooms are like, oh God, you shouldn't have done this, but they're just like, okay, I guess we're working here today. And they pick up on all of the energy and they pick up, obviously you're very open now because they think that you're ready to work. So it's less of like, oh, you did this. Now you're going to get in trouble and have a psychotic break and more of like, okay, now you're very, very open. And this is the environment that you chose to work in. So there may be some consequences here and we can't control that because you're the one that wanted to work with us today in this concert. <laughs> I really agree with your theory. I really like where you're going with it because I, I always think too, like, it's not really a bad trip. It's whatever you need. It's whatever lessons you need to learn in that moment to move forward. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a very comfortable trip, but that might be because you took it in the wrong sentence or like in a, one of those sentence settings that wasn't ceremonious, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like maybe it, there's not necessarily a bad or wrong. Like maybe those words aren't the right choice of words to use, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's what you're going to get. It's kind of like they're neutral, almost like their energy is neutral, right? It's like what you do with it. You can either create what you want or create what you fear. And so mushrooms are sort of neutral. It just depends on where you take them. And if you take it in this setting, you're going to get this. And if you take it in this one, you're going to get that. And you'll learn that like, it feels better in this setting over here. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, you know, if somebody has to learn those lessons on their own, that's what it is. Like, I don't have control over that. And they're working with the mushrooms. I think what, what is tough though, is a lot of people, um, who view mushrooms as psychedelics rather than medicine. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are psychedelic, but I should say people who view mushrooms as drugs rather than medicine, Amen. there definitely needs to be, um, education and not necessarily because they're doing anything wrong, but because they need to be safe really. And we don't want people, you know, thinking that mushrooms are a fun drug, taking them out of concert, having to go through this really incredible experience, and then maybe coming out with anxiety that they didn't have before, or in the worst case, right? Like an actual psychotic break. We just don't want that to happen. Mm. Yes, I agree. I love that you made the distinction between drugs and medicine because they are medicine and they are healing. They're not necessarily like it. Drugs puts it in the same uh, bucket as like meth or heroin. And it's totally not even just close to that. Right. Um, And I have it. So I have a little theory I want to share with you and think (laughs) and see what you think. Yes, please. Um, I feel like there's a mushroom consciousness, almost like a consciousness between the mushrooms. And now when I go on my little walks, like around my, my house over here, I see all different kinds of mushrooms and like, I notice them and I feel like they notice me. And so I feel like it's not just in the psychedelic mushrooms, but also in all mushrooms and Sometimes if I'm going to do a journey at home or something, people that I've done mushrooms with will text me and I'm like, yo, and it's happened like a couple different times. And I'm like, I wonder if there's some sort of vibrational frequency that sort of runs through people that you've done them with. 
um, Mm -hmm. in the mushrooms themselves. So mushroom consciousness is the word that I've come up for it, but I'm not, I can't quite articulate what I mean yet. So do you have, did that bring up anything for you? Yeah. Yeah. It brought up a lot. And this this is a, yes, I'm I'm excited to share. That's a really, really good um, jumping off point for this because I I had the same experiences before I started to work with the plants and understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So um, I refer to it now as a plant consciousness Okay. because it's actually all of the plants that are working together. Like I explained through mother earth, the mushrooms play a very, very specific role because you know, honestly, on like a scientific level, the mushrooms have the mycelium underground where they communicate themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is why mushrooms are not really considered a plant necessarily. They're obviously in the kingdom of the fungi. (laughs) And uh, a lot of people say that mushrooms are somewhere in between like a plant and an animal, not even the psychedelic ones, right? Just regular mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, because underground, they're actually like able to send nutrients from tree to plant, from plant to tree through their mycelium. All of these things underground, like they're the communication system of nature, really. They tell other trees, like they'll tell certain trees when other trees have an illness and, you know, not to get that illness or they'll send medicine to different trees. Like it's crazy how they work underground. So when we're thinking about it in a, I guess, a spiritual sense, or even in a plant medicine sense, like all of these plant medicines work together. So in terms of consciousness, um, ayahuasca, the plant mother of all plant medicines, (laughs) that crazy woman, um, beautiful woman, I love you, grandmother, but (laughs) um, she is like, you know, the most intense consciousness you can experience really. And the mushrooms are actually the portal to that realm that you access with ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. It's a much safer way to access that portal because the mushrooms will only take you so far and they really keep you safe. So when you think about it that way too, it's like even on a spiritual level, it's like a spiritual mycelium, mycelium that the mushrooms are working through with the peyote, with San Pedro, with ayahuasca, with bufo, like they're all working together. And the same is happening, you know, as the scriptures say, as is on heaven, as is on earth, it's happening the same way that we see it today. The same way that a lot of like mushroom scientists, mushroom doctors are understanding it's happening on earth. That's how it happens spiritually too, in terms of consciousness. So it's all like super, super connected. And I guess here in the Western world, we're figuring out how to physically draw that out on maps and physically, you know, make presentations or whatever, but it is happening. And the way that I like to describe um, the work that I do and the work that I'm learning is when you decide to work with these plant medicines, you make an agreement to merge your consciousness with the consciousness of the plant world. So you begin to like understand these things and be able to explain them with English words, which is something that I'm still learning and working on, but it's like, these are all profound knowings, which we all experience with the medicines. And then when you, you know, make the agreement to merge your consciousness, you do start to understand how everything works in, um, you know, spiritual service is the best way to describe it. It's like such a good way to describe it. Spiritual service. Mm, it's so good. Um, some, so something came up. I want to 
just backtrack a little bit. So yeah. you said they were sacred children and like, so there's like a journey with mushrooms and, and I don't know if this, I guess I'm saying, is there a journey? So do they start out as children and they, t- they take you on little adventures. They make you feel like you're six years old. They make you feel really like a, a, your inner child. And then maybe they take you a little deeper, a little deeper. Then it kind of gets hard. Make Terrence McKenna would say they turned on me. He's like, and then they turned on me. <laughs> I've had that experience too. And I'm like, what was that about mushrooms? Like, I thought we were cool. I thought we had an understanding. And then it almost gets like very spiritual. So like, is there like a, a bell curve or any sort of something there? Um, it, it's difficult to describe, honestly. I would say it's a hard question to answer because it's different for everyone. And even for each person, it's different with every journey that you take with these mushrooms. Um, I think what's important when you're thinking about these times of like, oh, the mushrooms turned on me, which I've heard a lot Mm -hmm. is, you know, you're here to grow and to learn. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're taking the medicine of the mushrooms, like whether you're consciously admitting it or not, like you want to grow and you want to learn. And, you know, these lessons aren't always as fun (laughs) as they seem at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I I feel that that might be the best way to to describe it, but I've also heard it described as like these mushrooms are children, so they can be, um, oh, I don't even know what the word is, but they'll just play around with you. Like they don't, oh, this is actually really important. I should talk about this. These spirits of the plants, these spirits of our ancestors, spirits that they don't understand time in the same way that we understand it. Mm -hmm. They're not working with time as a linear idea. For example, if we have this six to eight hour journey and mushrooms are just taking us wherever we want to go, we're learning these lessons. Um, the mushrooms themselves, they don't, you know, have to deal with the linear consequences that we do in this timeline. Mm. And that's another reason why we have to develop these respectful relationships, not because they don't mean well, because they really do. And they want to help you, but you know, they just don't understand time in the same way. That's what it boils down to, even with ancestors, even with all these spirits, the one entity, I should say, that does understand what we are going through here is Mother Earth, God, the universe, however you refer to that which is higher than you, that entity understands it and will always be looking out for our best interest. So you are always safe. But when you go on these journeys and you're saying like, you know, the mushrooms turned on me or whatever, this is why you work with a guide if you want to go deep in this work, because these guides, they make the relationships with these mushrooms and they guide the mushrooms to work in your body safely. Huge. A guide is so huge. Um, I would love to do a guide. I've never done a guided journey. Oh, with mushrooms. Yeah. Never. Just myself. And just like with, I've, I've had a playlist like medicine music and I've tried to do the best I can. Um, but I would love to have a guided journey and to be able to go a little bit deeper because there is a little bit, a little wall that's up, especially when you do it yourself. And you're like, it feels a little unsafe maybe because you're just you yourself. And you're like, well, here we go. Kind of thing. Right. Um, 
but the importance of a guide. Somebody told me the other day that they ordered ayahuasca. It didn't come. It got caught in customs or something like that. But I was like, customs did you a freaking favor. Yes. Because if you had that <laughs> shit at home, like without a guide and without the songs and without everything, like that, that worries me. Um, but mushrooms is like, it's a little different because you can take little amounts, but I now know it, like now understanding plant medicine as a whole and having done, I, I did watch Uma the other day for the first time and mm. I loved it. It was so, it was the most beautiful sacred experience of my life, but I'm starting to understand the importance of a guide. So I would love it's on my list to do an actual mushroom journey with a guide and go a little deeper and feel safe and feel held. Um, yeah, I'm just so curious about that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people, they don't think they need a guide. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I feel sorry for them. And not to say that it's bad to do it on your own, you know, yeah. the way that you were doing it, you were setting up, like mm -hmm. that's really safe for mm -hmm. yourself. But I do get weary of people who say they're a guide and take people on journeys and don't really know what they're doing because although you can feel safe and intuitively, you know, you're making the right moves, you're going to be okay. Um, these people have not cultivated relationships with the land. Yeah. And that's really, really, it's important, not only because of the respect, but also because of the safety, you know? Um, yeah. One thing that <laughs> really changed my life a lot was when I went to um, do my training I actually had to talk to the spirits of the land. I had to go to my teacher's original teacher to get permission from that land for that land to go talk to the land of the United States to make sure that I was allowed to even work there and to guide people through ceremonies here in the United States. So it's like, there is a lot of spiritual work that happens behind the scenes that not a lot of people are acknowledging. Mm. Um, and again, like you're always safe, you, you'll always be okay. And of course your soul and your spirit will always be okay, but it is dangerous to just go with somebody who says like, oh yeah, I'm a mushroom guide. I'll take you on this experience. And all they're doing is taking the mushrooms and sitting, right. you know, holding space that's holding space, which is very, very important, mm -hmm. but they're not working with the plants with this, you know, energy of the land, all of that. Yes. Yes. And that is so important. And it's so it makes the experience sweeter. It makes, it makes the experience what it is. If you can get with somebody that's really tapped into the land and the plants and you, it mm -hmm. makes the experience so good. Um, so I almost feel bad for people that haven't done a, a, a truly guided experience, like any plant medicine experience. Um, Cause when I did the Wachuma the other day, the guide was so tapped into the four directions to all the elements <laughs> to the land. And it was like, oh yeah, this is, this is what it's about. And I felt like I was like literally praying for 16 hours. Um, and it was just so sacred and so beautiful. So, um, I, I understand and respect and love guides because of what, how connected they are to the land. And you don't realize it until you're in ceremony with somebody who's guiding, who's really, truly done the training. Um, and actually we have a little bit more time. My friend texted me a little while ago and said, can you, can you push it back? Do you have like 15 more minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Awesome. So it's like, yes, yeah, so the universe is still working <laughs> for us. I love it. Um, 
tell me about your training. Like what's it like the hard parts, the fun parts, the beautiful mm-hmm. parts, how much, how much have you had to take? Uh, yeah. So the, the very first, this is, this is pretty funny story and goes with the relationship with plants and getting in trouble with the plants and all of that, getting in trouble, I'll put it in quotes. Cause I don't even know what to really call it. But, um, the very first time I took with my teacher, like, you know, I had been in communication with her. We've been talking for a while. She knew I was going to come. She knew she was going to teach me all, all of this stuff. And she's so, so chill. Like she kind of just hangs out and respects that, like, you know, mother earth brings to her, whoever's ready to work. And she just hangs out and waits for that to happen. So when I came, you know, I gave her a big hug and I was so excited to be there. And for her, it was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like you're here, you know, big hug back, but she's like, whatever, we'll just take the mushrooms and see how you do. Kind of thing. <laughs> it was like, so relaxed, of course, like so much love and beautiful energy, but you could tell that she's kind of just like, yeah, I'm here for like the plants and they're telling me what to do. So let's go take 10 grams. Okay. So my very first time she gave me 10 grams of mushrooms and it was like, she handed me this huge banana leaf with the mushrooms. And when you take them there, they actually take them fresh. They don't dry them out. They just pick them and you eat any dirt that was left over. You have to eat with it too. It's a whole experience. She separated the pile into twos and she was like, okay, these ones are stronger. So take this pile first and take the stronger ones, you know, a few hours later, if you want more. And I thought she was telling me to eat all of them. So it was like a miscommunication on my part. She also told me to eat them very, very slowly and to be conscious when I eat them. I can only eat them with like certain teeth. I had to talk to them while I ate them. It was a whole thing. And I was so excited to learn. I'm like, yes, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm going to learn everything. So I pretty much just like gobbled up all 10 grams of mushrooms (laughs) at once. (laughs) And I actually like, oh man, I don't even know how to explain it. I just didn't trip at all. What? Like I ate all the mushrooms. It was nuts. It was really nuts. I ate all the mushrooms and, you know, I'm sitting under my blanket. I go under my blanket on my mat and I'm allowing these visions to come towards me. And I see the visions start happening. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to learn. And I guess the best way to describe it is my spirit just like burst through. I was like seeing the spirit realm approach me and I'm like, I'm going there. And I just went and like broke through. And as soon as I did that, it just went black. And the mushrooms were like, that is not how you're going to learn. Like you're not doing this. And I was like, what? Like, I just took 10 grams. I have to feel something, you know? So they gave me a few more opportunities to do it again. And each time I went too fast, I'm like, whatever, I'm going to learn everything. And I honestly was like two or three more times. And I just stopped like tripping after that. Meanwhile, my partner, Nick, who came with me, he's like on the mat next to me, having a beautiful, profound experience the whole time. And like hours in, he turns to me, he's like, you're still not feeling anything. And I'm like, no, like, you know, later I recognized that I was supposed to learn that day how to allow visions to approach me slowly and how to navigate my way consciously through the spiritual realm. And because I was pushing and trying to break through, I got quote unquote in trouble and I just wasn't allowed into the spirit realm that day. Like I had to just sit there for 
you know, the six hour experience that it was and accept that I was going to have to try again in a few days. And it was nuts. But actually, as soon as I accepted that the ceremony was over and that's when I actually started tripping really, really hard. And it was on our hike back down the mountain. And it was actually probably the most uncomfortable trip of my life. Like I had taken a lot of mushrooms. Nick had to help me walk down this mountain and I had to like go eat. It, it was so weird. Um, but when I talked to my teacher about the experience, she said the same thing, you know, I'm not going to learn everything in one day. I have to learn how to work very, very slowly. Uh, accepted that. And then I started having that uncomfortable trip hiking down the mountain after ceremony was over. The mushrooms were showing me what an uncomfortable trip looks like so that if I work with somebody going through a similar experience, I know how to navigate them out of it. So it was really intense. And a lot of the learning happens in ceremony, of course. Um, but it's also like, again, full circle, Mother Earth, really, it was about cultivating the relationship with her and with those plants. Because there were things that I was taught, um, for example, if you do ceremony with me, you'll see that I can clean you spiritually. And it's a little more than like, uh, you know, putting the Palo Santo on and stuff. You also learn how to use these sacred smokes in a very intentional way. So my teacher was trying to teach me a few days before ceremony, how to clean yourself with water, how to clean yourself with smoke. And she would just show me like the, you know, the things I need to say and the hand motions I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I was practicing them. I didn't really feel anything going on, but just trusting that it was happening. And then it was a few days later after developing a relationship with the plants on that land that we were in ceremony and she asked me to clean myself. And all of a sudden I saw like black dots just all over my skin. And obviously they were not physical. They were like spiritual things that needed to come out of my spirit. I needed to clean my spirit. And I knew exactly, I did the same things that she taught me days before that I had been practicing, but I finally knew how to really do it. And it wasn't until I had gained the energy from mother earth and the energy from these plants around us that I was actually able to clean. It was more than just saying these words. It was using these words in conjunction with that energy, which were relationships I cultivated. Love so it. It, it was really interesting. <laughs> I love that it's like constant lessons because that's how I feel about mushrooms. It's constant lessons, learning, you're getting taught, you're getting held, but it's always, always lessons. And sometimes they're really uncomfortable. And in fact, some of the most uncomfortable lessons are the biggest ones about like you having to feel what an uncomfortable trip feels like. So that when you guide somebody, you know, exactly where they're at and you know, exactly how to mm -hmm. talk them down. And then like, even not going too far too fast. It's like, that is like, that's such a huge, not even just ceremony lesson, but that's a life lesson that they were teaching you. Like that'll be with you forever now. So yes. these are, I love that. It's just all about lessons with these mushrooms. And that's how I feel it always is. And that's why it's like bad, bad trips are really just big lessons. <laughs> yeah. There's, I, I don't even use the word bad trips. When I talk to people that were with me, I say uncomfortable trips, right? Good. That's and that I'm here really is so that you can safely have an uncomfortable trip that needs to happen. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Okay. God, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I'm like, <laughs> so like I could jump through this screen right now. No, it's so, it is fun. And I, I love to, I want to say what you said about the lessons, like mm. something that uh, I've learned too, is even when I'm guiding people through experiences, I'm actually receiving my own lessons at the same time. So you learn how to navigate your own journey while you guide other people. Like it's so crazy to explain, but it's almost like you're in multiple places at the same time. And again, maybe it's not even you. It's really just mother earth allowing you to do this work for her. Yes. Yes. I agree. Cause it helps us be better people that inhabit mother <laughs> earth. So like if we mushrooms, like so, so they make you look at trees differently. For example, that was like one of my first, my first things I was like going outside and I was like, all the trees have different personalities. This one's a grandma. <laughs> this one's a little baby. And I was just looking at the, and I, after that, my perspective of trees has never been the same, but I see the earth now and I respect her and I look at the earth different. So it's almost like the mushrooms help you be better humans mm-hmm. that inhabit mother earth. So it's like, she's working so that we can be better for her and her sake, you know, like respect her and keep her clean and look at her like this beautiful being that she is. And not just something that we walk on and drive on. Like, no, it's so much more than that. Oh yeah. And at the same time, like I always tell people, well, everybody knows this, but you're the healing of the collective happens, but it starts with you. And you have to heal yourself before being able to share that and heal others with that. But um, what I do always tell people is the same way that we were talking about the mushrooms before, not even psychedelic about Mm -hmm. the plant kingdom, about how it works in spiritual service. Like we are also the mycelium here. We are working through each other all the time, energetically, physically, even just with our words. Mm -hmm. So it has to happen this way. You know, we have to be healed to be able to share that. It just can't happen any other way. It can't. Yeah. The healing starts with us for sure. And then we vibrate differently. And because we vibrate differently, people around us are different. Um, I remember I was listening to one of my teachers say after he started working with the plants, like his parents started to shift a little bit and look at things a little bit differently and they never had taken anything, but just because he, he is different. His vibration is different. It started to ripple out and affect other people. So that's um, a beautiful way to think about it. So the healing that we do on us is the healing that we do on the world. The collective, yeah, everything. And not even just the world as in other people, but the plants, like (laughs) everything that we're surrounded by. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. My, I guess my last question is, well, maybe I have two more. Okay. The first one <laughs> is like, and I have one because I, I talked to my husband and he's curious about like, so some people think that a psychedelic trip is just neurons in your brain misfiring and it's creating some sort of chaos in your whatever. And they don't see it as a spiritual thing. I d- like, I don't agree with that, but how do you view what's happening when you're under the influence of plant medicine? Um, it's both. It's both like the medicine. And this is why I think it's really, really important to combine ancient wisdom with modern research because we're seeing it now. Like, you know, mushrooms are being decriminalized across the U S right now, as we're speaking, 
it's happened now, I think in three states, like the other day, another state just came up and I think it was Massachusetts actually. I need to double check that for sure, but I, it's happening, you know, and it's only happening because people are recognizing like something's going on. And because in the Western world, we don't embrace spirituality so much. They're like, I don't know what's happening, but let's look at what's going on in the brain. And they're doing research and they're having like proof, very, very tangible proof that this is helping people with depression, with eating disorders, with PTSD, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, when you take a psychedelic, sure. And a lot of the times I don't start out with spirituality. You know, when people come to me, I talk about the science first and I kind of gauge my way to see, you know, what they're ready to embrace. And if they're ready to embrace spirituality, I tell them everything. If not, like we take it by step. And what's really happening is you're taking this medicine and it's opening up neurological pathways. Like there's no way to deny that. I'm not making that up. That's what the scientists are finding, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you are tuning yourself to a different vibrational frequency, which that has also been proven by the scientists working behind the scenes now. So when you're tuning yourself to a different vibrational frequency, the same way that when you tune a radio, you're picking up on different frequencies. Now, we can't explain with science exactly what that frequency is yet, but that's where the spirituality comes in. You're picking up on a spiritual frequency on a level of your soul, your higher self. You're picking up on the plant, the medicine world, you know, the plant medicine world's frequency. So it it is both really. And that's something that I really, in this work, try to be very specific about. It's not one or the other, both. I agree with you. I think that, so some, so what I was referring to was he, sometimes people say, oh, nothing's actually like, you're not connecting. It's just like, you're going through something, but there's no neuroplasticity happening. There's no connection to any kind of spiritual realm or anything like that, or any kind of frequency. It's almost just like Mm -hmm. a conglomeration of like misfires. And that's why we think is a psychedelic trip is just this, but it's just a flat experience. Like that's all that's happening. Um, but I'm with you. I think that there are definitely neuroplasticity things happening as well as different spiritual connections happening. It's not like just a flat, like this is the visions that you see. Yeah. It's not like a misfire. It's actually very intentional. Everything that's going on. It's so intentional. And honestly, like, I'd be curious to know, um, who's putting that information out there. Like who's writing these articles or books or whatever that's saying it's a misfire because, people who don't even believe in spirituality at all understand what's happening neurologically. That's why it's being legalized. So, I mean, you know, we're in 2021 and there is tangible proof of the neuroplasticity of the neurological pathways being open. So, um, yeah, I I don't think it's misfires. (laughs) I don't. And it's like, if they, it's almost like they don't want to believe that these plants are doing the healing. It's like people who are, aren't ready to accept the spirituality or the, the fact that these plants can heal versus pharmaceuticals. It's almost like there's right. a block there. Like they don't want to let themselves believe it. So that, that might be kind of where I could see them bringing up that argument. Um, but I'm like, mm, no. And, and honestly, like on that note too, I do feel, I feel sad because it's hard to be stuck in that, you know, 
constructed yeah. society viewpoint, it's really, really hard to break out of that if you don't know any better. So I, you know, when I work with people, like I said, I usually just start out with this is what's happening. Here's the science. Here are the doctors that I've worked with to, you know, I wrote a book about microdosing and I don't talk about spirituality in that book at all until the appendix. Mm. It's all about what's going on in your brain and how you can benefit from this. And that's how I approach these conversations. Oh, you're frozen. That somebody me, here's what happened. Let me know what you think. And I'll like, oh, I need to do more yoga. Sorry, did I fr freeze? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, you did for a little bit. It was um I I'm curious about your book though. Like, I didn't know you wrote a book. I would love to read your book, especially if it's about microdose. And what's it called? Where can I find it? Yes. Okay. So it's on Amazon right now, but it's also on my website. So right now it's only an ebook and I'm trying to get it published as a hard copy, but you can find it on my website um, as either. And it's called micro healing, taking control of your journey step-by-step -step with medicinal mushrooms. Micro healing, taking control of your journey step-by-step -step with medicinal mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So good for people out there listening, check it out. And what's the name of your website? It's vibrationalhealing.me. Oh God, I love it. I love everything about <laughs> it. Um, and my last question uh, was, what do you, the healing, what are the benefits to taking, to doing mushroom ceremony? And whether it be microdosing or bigger, larger doses, macro dosing, what, what do you see as the healing powers with mushrooms? Um... I mean, so much. I, I've seen people work through addiction mm -hmm. with the mushrooms. I work with people who you know, are coming out of rehab and having some really difficult tendencies. And I work with these people and their doctors and their therapists underground. To make sure that they can smoothly transition, help do this work neurologically. Mm -hmm. I work with people who are, you know, trying to get through PTSD and will go through ceremony, take a larger dose and do like some very, very serious inner child work and rewiring of the brain stored memories for the PTSD. Um, I also work with people who are in a great space in terms of mental health illnesses and just want to get deeper in meditation. And we do that with the mushrooms. Like there's so many ways, but I think it circles back to what we were talking about before and, uh, healing yourself, working through the mycelium to heal others in the collective. And it doesn't even happen. Like it's not, you know, you heal yourself and then you go heal somebody else. You just keep healing and you keep growing and it will expand alone. And I think that's the biggest thing for these mushrooms, and especially considering where we are in society in the middle of a pandemic where we are in technology, you know, we do need each other and we cannot forget that. And the mushrooms really help people remember the collective. 
So good. Azalea, thank you for this conversation. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for making the time for me. I love sharing all of this. Well, we're just probably going to have to meet in person and probably have more conversations about this topic. Um, Because I think it's necessary that people get the correct information and look and the correct perspective on these medicines. And, um, you know, I think the more that we talk about it, the more that we're going to be able to increase the vibration of the planet. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we're doing healing right now. Us just talking about this is increasing the vibration and the mushrooms are working through this screen, through these microphones, and then out into the ether for whoever listens to this. Right. Yeah. So thank you for doing the healing and the training and everything that you're doing on yourself so that you can (laughs) come out here with us and affect us in a beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Peace. Peace.